Hello and welcome back to Nikoa Radio. I am your host, Jen, or as many of you know me, Miss Jen Lifts or Miss Jen. We are back again with another episode to just hear about the random thoughts inside of my brain and the random experiences that I have. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. This is probably going to be coming out on a Monday. So I hope you're having a wonderful Monday and this is a good way to start your day. Today, I am going to be talking about my Starbucks story and my journey with Starbucks and how I even got started for my Starbucks macro-friendly drinks on my page. Let's let's get down to this story, all of the, the crazy things that have happened uh, between 2020 and now. So for starters, I have always loved drinking coffee for as long as I can remember, probably since maybe junior high, maybe a little bit before that. And... It's just been one of my favorite things to consume, and I'm just happy that I kept it throughout my entire life. Um, Definitely influenced from my mom. My mom loves more of the sweeter drinks. My dad does too. My dad's a cafe mocha kind of guy, and so is my mom, but she prefers like mixing it up a little bit more, making it more like a little bit like hot chocolate and just a little bit different. So definitely have had coffee in my family for a while. But um, where I really got started was I drank coffee through college. I drank coffee through high school. And in 2020, a big event happened for all of us and something that changed all of our lives, which was the pandemic. So that happened March 2020. Still haven't processed that trauma. (laughs) When that happened, I was currently working at the gym that I work at just as a trainer. And... I was also working part-time doing social media for another company. I won't disclose this because you'll hear in the story that I just would prefer not to be messy. So uh, I was working for this company and this business. And when it was a couple months into the pandemic, maybe April, May-ish, the president of this business offered me a position full-time to work both like in the office as well as doing their social media, which I was super thrilled about because a lot of people were losing their jobs at this time. I didn't know, you know, where my income was going to come from because my time as a trainer was great, but I wasn't able to meet people in person. So I was a little concerned about funds as everyone was. So I, you know, jumped on the opportunity, took the job, took the position, ended up not being a good fit for me without going into the messy details uh, for multiple reasons. And so I ended up getting laid off of that position, uh, not due to my performance, uh, but due to other reasons, which again, we'll not disclose on this podcast, but uh, that was back in April of 2020. So at this point, unemployed, don't know what to do, was extremely relieved to be unemployed, at least from that place, because it was extremely stressful. So I was unemployed from August to I think end of October, early November. I was applying everywhere, trying to get jobs. Jobs weren't hiring. Uh, Well, let me rephrase that. Jobs were hiring at that time, but everyone was trying to get a job because this is when unemployment was kind of not paying as well. So unfortunately, I did not get to reap the beautiful benefits that everyone else was able to reap during the pandemic. So here I was, a girl trying her best to figure out where she was going to work because this was when the gym was slowly starting to open up 
and stuff like that. So I also at the time didn't feel like I could go back to my old job just because I didn't leave on bad terms, but I had left for this other job. So I didn't really go that direction. And I'm applying to different jobs. And the first thing that pops up is Starbucks. And that was one of the jobs that I applied to because I was like, I think it would be really cool to be a barista. I've always wanted to do that. That was on my bucket list of things I wanted to do because I love coffee so much. So I ended up getting interviewed by my GM, Josie. Wonderful interview. I really liked the vibe of the store. It had been a store I'd visited so many times. Ended up getting the job. Started working in November of 2020. It was actually a crazy time um, at Starbucks because within, I believe, the first two weeks of me getting onboarded, half of the staff pretty much got COVID. So it was me and several other new hires and a few of the managers who didn't get exposed to COVID that were left. And the others ended up having to isolate because they were exposed to the person who had COVID. So here I am two weeks in and trying to figure out this whole coffee thing, barista thing. And everyone knew on staff would get put on register because that was like the easiest thing for them. I was that weird girl that could not handle being on a register. Like it was so much pressure. I wasn't good at it. I was better at making the drinks, which turned out to be actually the harder part of the job for a lot of people. A lot of the newbies got put on register and I was the newbie that got put on the hot bar. It was the winter time, so not many people were ordering as many ice drinks, so I got put on hot bar to just crank out drinks. I am so grateful for the staff that I had because I was trained really well. Uh, my barista trainer, I call him dad, uh, he was an amazing like mentor, and I learned so much from him, and that was the reason I was so good at making drinks. His name was Jay. And I had other people on staff that helped me learn so many different things. Rosanna, um, Patrick. Patrick loved to sing during our shifts. And um, Melvin. There's a few other people. And Zane, that was also there as well. He became one of my good friends. And all of them were just amazing in teaching me how to be a really good barista. And I wouldn't have gotten anywhere near as far if they didn't answer all one billion of my questions that I had, which I'm sure was super annoying. But let me tell you, I was the best barista that you probably could have found because I learned so much from them and they were patient with me and I really appreciated that like back then and I still appreciate it now. Um, but so here I was, one of the newbies making these drinks, cranking them out and just dealing with some of these really crappy customers who expected their drink you know ASAP I had a few really rude customers who just were extremely entitled but honestly outside of the stress of that I really liked that job I I learned a lot it taught me perspective it taught me to appreciate you know everything I had and it also taught me to appreciate being able to sit on my feet now looking back it's crazy that I actually was able to work as much as I was because I found out a couple years ago I have POTS. POTS is when your heart doesn't function properly and all the blood pools to your feet if you're standing for too long because your blood circulation kind of sucks. So the fact that I was able to work some of those really long shifts still amazes me now. But 
I enjoyed it. I had fun. I learned how to make all these drinks, and I made great friends. So super worth it to me. But back to our story. So I worked there between November and April. April is when I started back at my gym, at my old job, with uh, the same owners, but a different um, location than I was at before. And that was when I got hired, and I ended up working as a manager and all that jazz. So I started out with this job at Starbucks. I learned, I picked up on things. I understood how, you know, the ins and outs of, of the ingredients and how the drinks were made and the proportion sizes. I'm sorry, not proportion, uh, portion sizes and all of that stuff. So I learned a lot, and I made a lot of friends. So as I'm working at the gym, one of the things I realized is, you know, people are constantly asking me as a nutritionist, how can I still drink what I want to drink each day without breaking the bank on my macros? And one day I'm sitting down, and I'm like, why would I not want to create recipes for these you know, customers or these types of, you know, clients that I have. Because everyone loves coffee. Most people, okay, not everyone likes coffee, but most people like coffee. Or, you know, some of the sweeter juices and stuff like that. So if the vast majority of people like coffee, how can I cater to them? Because at the time on my page, on my social media, I was posting a lot of nutrition facts. I was helping kind of educate people based on my experience as a nutritionist. I was posting the whole fitness thing, so I was like, how can I tie this in? Because a lot of people, you know, would ask me even just when I was a barista, hey, what do you recommend I drink from the menu that's not super high in calories? So I had a few people asking that, and I was like, let me try this thing. Now, when I started this whole thing, I was like, how do I stand out? as a nutritionist, as someone who works in the fitness industry, and as a barista. Because there were a few other pages that did similar things to what I did, but I had to make it my own. I didn't copy them. I never once really glanced at their page like, oh, let me see what they're doing or anything. Because I was like, I want to be unique and I want to be my own person. Because that's, I mean, I've talked about this before on podcasts before. You are your own person. And so I had to figure out how do I put my special Miss Jen touch on this approach of like what I want to do? So I started doing things like looking up popular TikTok drinks. One of them being the, you know, viral ice white mocha with extra caramel drizzle and then some of the sweet cream, you know, foam on top. Uh, one, another one that I did was the gummy bear drink and just drinks like that that people want to try but they don't want to break the bank on their macros at the same time. So that was kind of how I started. I started with static posts, and then they started gaining more exposure, and people were like really enjoying them. They were saving them. They were sharing them, commenting. And then along came Reels. Reels were really how my page blew up as much as it did. I think I started maybe around 10,000 followers with the Starbucks drink. So I started at like 10K. Uh, actually, you know what? It might have been like around eight or nine. I, I'm not entirely sure. So around like eight to 10K, I can't remember. I went from like 
that amount to like maybe 80k in like months and it's funny because I have so many people when I started blowing up and it's sad because when you when you start being successful and you start kind of gaining traction and doing stuff like this people are going to have so many different opinions and so many different things to say because they're haters or because it wasn't possible for them so why could it be possible for anyone else also I highly apologize if you keep hearing my dog because he just is being loud today but a couple of the comments that I got were well there's no chance that you got that you must have bought your followers or I got the there's no way you grew that much without basically being naked and to them I say do you hear this kid? He's literally wants attention. Crazy. One eternity later. But what I actually really truly, what it boiled down to, what I did was I put myself in your shoes. So I put myself in the audience's shoes. As a viewer, what would I want to see from someone else when they're producing content? And what will make people want to come back and what will make people want to save it and share it with their friends because when I was creating content before I was posting around my life posting around the gym posting and some of that stuff was helpful information but it didn't gain any interest or as I, let me rephrase that it didn't gain as much interest because I was producing it for an audience but it wasn't something that was digestible for a long term so what I mean by that is I was looking at content, or I was creating content, the most recent videos, all the reels and stuff like that I make. I was creating content for something that someone today could look at and something someone can look at three years from now and it still be relevant. A lot of the content that is out in, you know, around the internet it's a lot of content that's relevant right now, but in three weeks, no one's going to be talking about it. And there's nothing wrong with creating content like that because that's some people literally go with what's, what's current and they go with the trends. But my decision to do this was the best for what I was trying to do, which is what are some, what are some things that are digestible now three weeks from now, three years from now. Which recipes are that? Obviously, things happen, syrups go away, milks get discontinued, and drinks do as well. But generally speaking, I wanted to create something that people could use every day and that they could keep looking back at or something that people would stumble upon, you know, a few months from now. And that is how I started the page that I started. Now, Instagram has done weird things since. They keep changing the freaking algorithm. I hate it. They go from, oh, we want reels. We're pushing reels. Now they're pushing carousels and, you know, pictures and stuff like that. So it's like you got to stay current. But that is how I got started, and that's how I, where I am today. Now, reasons why I chose to do what I did. 
meaning the macro-friendly and all that stuff. I believe that life is meant to be enjoyed. And it's not about, oh, you know, I got to eat healthy all the time. I got to have my, my egg white omelet with my vegetables because I got to, you know, I got to keep my physique. Yes, if you're a bodybuilder, this does not apply to you. Everyday person, this is not something you should be telling yourself. You should be living your life and enjoying things. But I also think you can enjoy these things without eating tons of sugar and eating things that are going to make you feel sick. Because I love you, Starbucks, but a lot of your drinks are packed with sugar that isn't really necessary, in my opinion. I think you can get the same taste out of a drink without doing all the extra sugar. It's not for everyone. I realize that. My page is not for everyone. But I wanted to also cater to people who also have issues with sugar, meaning if you're diabetic, meaning if you have hypoglycemia, or you just have issues with carbs, like you're insulin resistant or you know you are trying to watch your sugars for whatever reason. I have issues with my blood sugar. I have hypoglycemia. So I have to watch my sugars. And for my autoimmune condition, it's not super great to be consuming tons of sugar, like my daily intake of sugar in a drink. And I just feel like crap after because I have a sugar crash because I have so many carbs and sugars, my insulin spikes and then it drops. And I wanted to create a page that was not aligned with a quote-unquote diet culture, as a lot of these pages out here are. I won't name some of them, but there are some of them out there that are heavily aligned with what's the skinny drink, what's the better, like, the, like, low-cal drink. And I know I do sometimes use those keywords because it is relevant, but I don't necessarily preach on my page that you should be consuming low-cal everything. My take on sugar and all of that stuff is everything in moderation. And I, I'm a firm believer in this. I don't think that you should be depriving yourself of things that you want to enjoy, but I also don't think you should overdo it. With everything in life, balance is important. Balance is key. It's vital. This is actually a question that I get asked a lot. And it is, in terms of my recipes, how, how do I find these recipes or make them or, you know, what goes, what goes through my brain when I make these things? So my page is a mix of three different types of drinks. They are drinks that I make myself, that I have handcrafted myself, I made first. There are a few of those drinks that are out there. Not going to name drop, but people have taken my drinks and taken credit for it, some big names. Um... Some recipes are already existent, so either Starbucks has made them, other people have made them, whatever else, like they're out there, and I just basically put my macro-friendly twist on them, and I usually give people credit if I know who their original creator of them are, especially if it's out there on the web. And then there are drinks that I get from other baristas or you guys that you guys send to me. And I take that and I put my Miss Jen Lifts macro-friendly twist on it. And I try to do a mix because, A, I want to be creative. I'm very creative. 
and I have the experience as a barista and I just I enjoy crafting flavors but some of the flavors that I craft I can't always try so I do give them to coworkers or friends or whoever else and I don't know I just I enjoy getting the mix of the community of you guys and then the community of my other fellow creators and then myself as well it just it's like a good mix of everything but um, that is my story guys uh, if you have further questions about this please DM me I'm all ears uh, DM me questions too because I can answer them in another podcast but that is kind of how my story with Starbucks started and why I went that route uh, and as always, I will be answering a question right now. And let me just say, some of y'all asked some really out-of-pocket questions. I won't be answering those on my podcast, maybe at a different time. So this question was anonymous, and it was asked, if you could give your college self one piece of advice, what would it be? That is a great question. There are so many things that I would tell my college self because me at 20 or 21 even I graduated at 21 I was baby but I would say the advice I would give myself would be you have time don't rush stop putting pressure on yourself to have it all together because you have time and you will learn with time. I think the me back then just felt so pressured to have her life together and have it all then and figure it out right then. And in reality, it's like, I don't think anyone really has it together all the time. They figure it out as they go. And you find parts of figuring it out as you go. And I think another thing I would tell myself would be don't okay this sounds bad I was gonna say just do it but seriously like just do it don't overthink it just go for it because the me in college would be very cautious I was I had some health issues at the time I didn't realize had a little bit more anxiety but I wasn't as carefree as I am now and that as carefree as I've gotten over the years And the carefree has come from, let me rephrase carefree, I am careful, I care, but I do say yes more because I understand how short life is. Um, And I would rather go for it and be glad that I tried it versus saying no and regretting that I didn't. Um, A great example of this is I love music festivals. I love music. And last year was actually my first music festival, which is sad for me because I've always wanted to go like my entire life. I was really, really grateful because we got to see Zed live. And that was literally like a dream for me because I have dreamed about seeing Zed as long as I've known about him, which has probably been well over 10 years. I got to see Zed. I got to see Halsey for the first time. I absolutely adore her. I was able to see My Chemical Romance for the first time. It was just an amazing festival. Firefly was such an experience. So just getting to do something like that and just being like, yes, I want to do that. 
I, I deprived myself a lot of my youth in college because I was so focused on just my school and just getting straight A's and just being on the dean's list and all of that stuff that I didn't really get to enjoy my college experience as much as I had wished I could have. And don't get me wrong, I had really great college experiences, but I look back and I was more focused on working and just trying to start being a big girl and less focused on enjoying myself. But at age 30, I realized that you can certainly do both. You can have your fun within reason and you can also still have a career and work and pay your bills and be fine. So I would give that advice to my college self, but thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Oh, 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 oh